0: a series and is the concluding part stand tall we have been on a journey so my advice is if you've missed and even if you haven't to get this series and sit with God and listen even as this year wraps up today our text is from Luke chapter 13, and we read from verse 10 to 17. Luke 13, 10 to 17. My job today is pretty straightforward. There are things that God will have me say, and as I say them, By the power of the Holy Spirit, as you receive them, it will be established in the mighty name of Jesus. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. She couldn't stand tall. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Amen. And he laid his hands on her and immediately, I will say immediately, And immediately she was made straight, as God laid his hands on you today, immediately you will be made straight in the mighty name of Jesus. And glorified God and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said to the people, there are six days in which men ought to walk. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath. The Lord then answered him and said, You hypocrites. Don't you just love Jesus? <laughs> you hypocrite, Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the stall? And lead him away. To watering. And ought not this woman. Being a daughter of Abraham. Whom Satan had bound. Lo. These seven. These 18 years. Be loose from this. Bond on the Sabbath. And when he had said these things. All his adversaries were ashamed. And All. The people rejoice for all the glorious things that were done by him. She could not lift herself. She could not lift herself. We said on Friday that the fact that God says to you, stand tall if you couldn't stand, God will not tell you to stand. So the fact that God is saying, stand tall, it means you can't stand. And we explained how we shouldn't give in to to procrastination, to, to bad habits and things that can keep us down. And we should get up and stand. However, In this case, even though Jesus said, you are loose from your infirmity, in other words, stand tall, woman. She still couldn't lift herself. And Jesus had to lay hands on her. Everyone that is still yet to lift themselves today Jesus himself will lay hands on you and you will stand tall in the mighty name of Jesus. And behold, there was a woman who had the spirit of infirmity. Verse 11 says, the spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Verse 16. So ought this woman being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan about no, no no the point here is this i know some of you are very educated and you are tush, you know and you don't you know you don't believe in demons you know <laughs> there's no god or there's no supernatural don't waste your life And come back. means things. they <laughs> there is more to life than, than meet the eye. All you see is not all there is. All you see is not all there is. There's more to this life than meet the eye. Jesus, if I what I just love about Jesus, Jesus doesn't deny reality. But he comes and shows that he is superior to demons. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus did not deny. That the scriptures did not deny. The source, there was a spirit of infirmity. Everyone that is laden by a spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus be loosed. Yeah. Boom. And the scripture was clear. Who bound her? So, some problems are physical. And some problems are spiritual. These physical things that have kept you from standing, only you can deal with it. God will not touch it for you. If you need to study, study. If you need to work hard, work hard. If you need to love your wife, love your wife. If you need to submit to your husband, do what? Will God come and submit to your husband for you? There are things only you can do. But there are also things that are spiritual, only God can do for you. And those things God will do for you today. In the mighty name of Jesus. She couldn't lift herself because of a spirit of infirmity and the scripture says Satan bound. Today you will be loosed (laughs) or losing things because God says whatever you lose on earth shall be what? Loosed in the heavens. But we'll get to that. So in any way, Satan has bound you that you can in no way raise yourself up. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be loosed. It could be spiritually. Some people are bound spiritually. They cannot just sustain a walk with God. They, they struggle to sustain a walk with God. If you are bound spiritually, you'll be loose today in Jesus' name. Some are bound emotionally, they are just an emotional wreck, causing trouble everywhere. Every place you've been bound emotionally, you'll be loose today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Some abound financially. You're a man. You can't take care of your family. Look, that is not right. You should cry to God. And God will set you free in Jesus' name. Some abound in their families concerning their dignity. Some might be bound by shame and reproach. There are things that just keep coming back to push you down. Today, those things will lose their power over you in Jesus' name. And in verse 12, something that can easily be missed happened. Verse 12. Luke 13, 12. You know the, the word of God says that but when Jesus saw her Jesus called her to him. I mean you could just read past that very quickly, but that is so significant. Why Jesus wanted her to come to him. There are people Jesus that didn't have to come to Jesus. Jesus could send his word and it will heal them. But Jesus said to her and it's instructive to us. Jesus wants you to come to him. He wants you to come to him. She will be healed, but it's more than the healing. You will get what God has proposed for you, but it's more than you just getting it. You will discover, like we said severally, that the greatest answer to prayer, when you pray, the greatest answer to prayer, you will discover in your life. I've discovered that the greatest answer to prayer is not what you have asked for. The greatest answer to prayer is God himself. The greatest answer to prayer. When you've really prayed, and you've broke through, you will discover God himself. And, you know, what you've prayed for, yeah, thank God, but, you know, you will discover that you have him. Jesus said, come, called her to himself. It's not about the giver, about the gift. I'm sure that's an error. It's not about the gift. It's about the giver. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. But the problem with many people is that many people want Jesus to solve their problems, but they want him to stay out of their affairs. They want Jesus to solve their problem and stay out of their affairs. They're like, Jesus, come. Solve this problem, but mind your business. But that's not what God wants. He wants to interfere. He wants to make your life better. He wants to take over your life. And it it is, is a deception that turning over your life to God is a loss. No, 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 no. It's a gain. Because there's no one that looked unto him that is ashamed. Praise the name of the Lord. So many people want Jesus to solve their problems, but want him to stay out of their affairs. In Luke eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30, Jesus put it, it can't be put any better. <laughs> Luke 11 28 to 30. He says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now, that's where a lot of us want to stop. Come to Jesus. You are carrying a heavy load, a heavy burden. Keep the scripture up. And he says, I will give you rest. I will take the burden off. I will break the yoke. That is step one. But Jesus knows that there can be no vacuum in the spirit. So if he just takes the burden and and, and sets you free and leaves you alone, you will be a sitting target. So he says, verse 29, take my yoke on you and let me teach you. In other words, a yoke is, is what they put in the neck of, of, of oxes to connect them together. So if two, ox, if, if, if two oxen, if they are yoked together, it is where they go everywhere together. That is what it is to be yoked. Marriage is a yoke. Uh, I have been yoked for 13 years. <laughs> It's a yoke. Whether you like it or not, you have to go. <laughs> single people, you don't know how blessed you are. How many, people want, how many single people want this yoke of marriage? Okay, your hands are up. I don't show again, okay. And so shall it be. But never forget, it's the yoke. It's a yoke meaning... Should I go in this direction? <laughs> it's a yoke meaning. <laughs> if you are fast, like uh, Ben Johnson, no, Ben Johnson is not the fastest guy anymore. Usain Bolt, you are Usain Bolt, a real, let's say, you know, what? can sprint. And you are yoked to a. a, a. (laughs) You are going to go at the pace of the slowest person. If you try to run faster, you break your neck. So what's, what's, what do you do? You begin to coach the person. Yeah, let's go. But you, recall, you must start from, if you can do 100 kilometers per hour, the person can do 10 kilometers per hour. Guess where you're going to start from? 10. You, you shouldn't stay in 10. That's the ideal. But some people, they stay in In fact, they go back to 8. You begin to coach the person and you increase your speed to 20, 30, 30, 50, but it is a yoke. When we were being trained as pastors, one of the things um, they said to us was, as we are climbing up spiritually, make sure you are carrying your wife along. I'm saying to all men here, women too. Sometimes it's women that are climbing faster than the men. Is that not true? (laughs) When you are climbing spiritually, make sure you carry your husband along or your wife along. Why? Because when you crash, if you crash, you are crashing on that level. So if you are in floor 10 and he's in floor two and there's a problem, guess where you are both coming to floor two. (laughs) That's the reality. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> but Jesus is saying, Yoke with me. Yoke with me. Let me teach you. Let me train you so that you can be on my speed. So we can be going at the same speed. And he says, In case you are in doubt, verse 30. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My yoke is easy to bear, and my bod- the burden I give you is light. The burden I give you is light. The someone in this place today, as I was preparing and got to this place, I felt God was saying to me that someone will be in service today. You have a call of God in your life, clearly, clearly, and you know it. But you are running from God. You are running from God. Stop running. Stop what? Running. Stop running. Do I get an amen? amen? Verse 13. Luke 13, verse 13. Luke 13, 13. It says, and he laid, this is Jesus, and he laid his hands on her. And immediately. Now I love that word. Everybody say immediately. And immediately, she was made straight and glorified God. You see, you're being bent and not being able to stand straight does not give glory to God. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. You're being bent financially say things, they they, they have issues with, with prosperity. If you have issues with prosperity, try poverty. There is nothing glorifying in poverty. Believe me. Why is it that when you, when, when you get a huge breakthrough, why is it that you just begin to sing praises? You don't, It's automatic. You don't need a choir anymore. I will praise you, oh my Savior. Will, you just, it's, it flows. Why is it that if you are trusting God for the fruit of the womb and, and, you, and you get pregnant and you give birth, why is it that? Why does praise and glorifying God Why why does it flow? It's simple. Being bent over and not being able to stand up straight doesn't glorify God. Let's call it what it is. It doesn't glorify God. If I cannot take charge spiritually and pray and, and be who God has called me to be, it doesn't glorify God. If I am an emotional wreck, I am bent over emotionally, it does not glorify God. Jesus will lay his hands on you and you will be healed immediately. There's a lady called Marianne Williamson. I, I came across a few of the things she has said. I'm going to say a couple of them in this um, um, sermon. And she, she says we ask ourselves who am I to be brilliant? Who am I to be gorgeous? Who am I to be talented? Who am I I had to be anointed. Actually, the question is, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Oh, who am I to be wealthy? Oh, who am I to be gorgeous? You, 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 I mean, God has just blessed you. You're just beautiful. Come on. Just stand tall. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Stand tall. Who are you not to be? That's the question. Who are you not to be? Oh, you are anointed. You are scared. Why should you be scared? Oh, they'll be jealous. Huh. So bloody what? Listen to this. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. I've said it several times. I'm going to say it again. Never, ever apologize for standing tall. Never do it. Now, I want you to look at your neighbor. I say it with an attitude. Never, Never. ever, ever, ever. ever. Apologize for standing tall. <laughs> Never apologize for standing tall. You know, I dealt with that and arrogance. If you check part one. I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about being who God has called you to be. Don't apologize for it. You know, I've shared with you that there are a lot of single ladies that God is prospering, God is lifting their heads up, and one of my spiritual daughters, I mean, she was concerned, and she was like, Oh, Pastor, this promotion, is it not too much? I'm like, why? Well, she says, who will marry me? I'm like, I said, Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I said Never, ever in your life say that again. God will bring the man that has the capacity. And the one that can carry the load, uh, God will bring him. In fact, one of the ways of getting rid of scruffy, mediocre, riffraff people is to be who God has called you to be, yeah. President of the Lord. <laughs> because the mediocre guy will swallow his spit. Excuse me. <laughs> the reason that the people that are still coming to say hello to you and interested in you, and you're like, what does this person see in me? It's because you have not begun to become who God has called you to be. When you become who God has called you, you eliminate the crowd. Praise the name of the Lord. So look at your neighbor again and say never. never. Ever, never. Ever, never. ever. Ever. Never. Apologize for standing tall. The lady, same Marianne Williamson, says that you're playing small, and this is so profound, your playing small does not serve the world. It doesn't help anybody. If you are poor, you can't help anybody. We have everything for 50. We are helping the communities. In fact, there's a community we've adopted. I mean, We're going to give you more, more stories about it and all the things that God is using us to do. It's a, a riverline community. I mean, Amazing, amazing, amazing. We couldn't do it if we were a poor church. There are many things. Look at... Look. How many of you have mothers? Still alive. Now, don't you want to buy your mother a brand new car? Who doesn't want to buy a mother? Now, how many people have bought their moms a brand new car? Here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have. We, now. Now no, wait, 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 wait. We contributed. <laughs> hey, but I, I still have now. Have I not? You know? <laughs> now, me and my it's a thing of joy. And when we contributed, I was sad. I was like, what are we contributing for? God bless me now. We are contributing for, how much was the car? Four million, six million. How much is that, that we are contributing? Why can't I just buy it myself? And just hand over the key to her. Praise the name of the Lord. The point is this. your being poor doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't. And she says, when you are playing small, it doesn't serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. There's nothing glorifying about your being poor. Nothing. Nothing. In fact, I say to people, I've said it several times, you may have heard me say it, if you must shrink to fit your circle of friends, then you need to change your friends. If you must shrink to fit your circle of friends, if, if, you, cannot, if you cannot be boisterous and be all that you can, without people getting people you are hanging out with, always getting jealous, always getting petty, always getting Ah, just find another level and leave them with their problem. Because I have no apology for being who God has called me to be. None. <laughs> If you find out that the people you are hanging out with, you need to maybe maybe you look at yourself in the mirror and you know you are so gorgeous and you know you are looking at your hair and you know and all that and say ah, ah let me roughen this hair a little bit too so that, uh, Inkechi does not get jealous. It's time to kiss Inkechi goodbye. Now this may sound funny, but I know someone very close to me, very very close to me, that every time it goes. Home To his family members, to his siblings, he, he dresses like a pauper. He won't take his car, he'll take public transport, he'll just wear one, rubbish, what have you. And that's the opposite of what, where God has placed him. So the question is, if you have to keep doing that and making excuses for people that are not going anywhere... I think you should just move on with your life. Don't you think so? So look at your neighbor and say never. Never, ever. Never, ever, ever. Make excuses for not standing tall. Don't apologize for it. Why? I've heard it said, several, that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And in fact, I'm going to even reduce that still. You are the average of the three people you spend the most time with. Pause and think. Who are the three people I spend the most time with? You are the average of them. If you are a on, this, on one to ten, a nine, ten, capacity, huge, and you keep hanging out with 2 and 5. After a while, you will be 2 plus 5 divided by, by 3. Divide by 2, actually. 2 plus 5. No, two, there are 2 of them here. Yeah. 2 plus 5 divided by 2. If there are 3 of them. Maybe 1 is 2, 1 is 5, and 1 is 4. 2 plus 4 plus 5 divided by 3. What's that? 9 plus 2, 11, divided by 2. Divided by 3. Come on. 3 points. Let's just say 3. So even though you're a 9, you will be coming out as a 3. Not because of you, or what God has put in you, but because of who you are hanging out with. And some of us, the problem is because we grew up, we've been friends for a few Seventy years. They used to stay beside us. We were rolling tire on the street together. We were, look, okay, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Why? <laughs> you are the average of the three people you spend the most time with. Let me break it down a little bit. Intellectually, what are the people you spend the most time with? Are they high capacity thinkers? Are they high capacity people? Are they people that say things and you are like, mm, wait, 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 let me process that. You know, or are they people that you say things three, four, five, six, ten times, they still don't get it? Financially, it's obvious. Entrepreneurially, and this is, how, this is how I do it. Let me tell you how I solve this problem. Because a lot of the people with are higher capacity than I am are not accessible. A lot of them are not. Very few of them, maybe I'm able to meet them once a year. And that is not enough. So what I do, I sit down with their books. I sit down with their podcasts. I sit down with their messages by the time I finish listening to the message, as if we've just had a conversation. Praise the name of the Lord. So I'm actually hanging out with Bill Gates. I've hung out within three hours last week. I, I, I've, worked, I've hung out with some guy. The guy, is business is an entrepreneur based in the US. His business is two years old, his monthly revenue. Is over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I listen to that guy thirty minutes every day, at least every day. Why? When, when I am done listening listening to him, it's as if we've just gone for lunch. And and I've just interacted. In fact, a lot of those guys are very accessible. I sent him an email; he replies. I tweeted him; he replied me. Because high-capacity thinkers, there are books that you should read that are waiting. You are not reading them. There are messages you should listen to. You are not listening to them. Today, you will change in Jesus' name. <laughs> even in church, you know, we, we practically give messages out for free. CDs we give for free. Some people take advantage of it. Some people, even if you put it in their pocket. It will fall out before the guests in the car. (laughs) You are the average of the three people you spend the most time with. Verse 15. Luke 13, 15. It says, The Lord answered him and said, The Lord answered him and said, When he said these things, verse 17, all, that is, after God has answered, all his adversaries were put to shame. Praise the name of the Lord. When he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. He Jesus, answer them. Everywhere your lifting is being queried. Jesus Himself will answer for you. Amen. Everywhere your lifting is being queried. Everywhere. People are saying, ah, why, why is she the one? Why is it the one? Every 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 query, God Himself will answer. Amen. And when He answers, all of them will be put to shame. Amen. Say amen. Say amen. Come on. I know that if I if I'm more dramatic, will, when God speaks, you know, come on, try and have some faith here. God will answer for you. Amen. And all your enemies will put to shame. In. in Jesus' name. Luke 13, 17. And when all when he has said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. And all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Your lifting will inspire multitudes to be lifted in the mighty name of Jesus. There's a way that one person's lifting becomes a reference point. I'm praying that your lifting will become a reference point in the lives of multitudes in Jesus' name. The truth is, I will give God all the glory for it. The number of pastors that have said to me, we thought God's favorite house was going to fail. I must be sincere to you. But God has shown through you that (laughs) this is possible. And they have gone ahead and done what God has called them to do. Because God lifted us up. Praise the name of the Lord. This lady, Marianne Williamson, says this. "It says, when we let our light shine, When we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permissions to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. There are people that because they hang out with you, they can't be poor again. There are people that because of what God is doing and will do in your life, their lives will change totally. You will begin to hear things like, when I saw you, I knew it was possible. When I saw what God has done, I knew it was possible. There are things that God will do that people will look at you and say, oh yeah, now I can believe that this is possible. And it will break forth in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to close with this Jesus saying, Shouldn't this woman? who is a daughter of Abraham be loosed? Shouldn't this woman, who is a daughter of Abraham, be what? Be loosed. Jesus was saying to them, You are telling me that this is a Sabbath. And because it's a Sabbath, she should not be loosed. Shouldn't she be a daughter of Abraham? Be lost. You see, when you put systems before sympathy, you miss God. When you put this is how we do it, before the people God came to do it for. You miss, and this was the problem with the Jews. Who instituted the Sabbath? God when you now put the Sabbath before the people there obviously will be a problem and Sabbath existed before Moses before the law of Moses Jesus was saying This woman who is the daughter of Abraham, should she not be loosed? Jesus was saying, Abraham is greater than Moses. What am I saying? There are certain things that God, and you should should watch out for those things. There are certain things that God has put in place that existed before the law. Existed throughout the law and exists after the law. But many times, the law makes us think in a box. Is either we want to be legalistic and go legalism, or we want to be antinomian and focus on antinomianism. Legalism. Staying with the box, with the law antinomianism. Being lawless. That's what antinomia. Nomia is law. Anti-nomia. Being lawless. There are some Christians they think being a Christian means I am lawless. We are in the New Testament, so I am lawless. No. You should watch out for the things that existed before the law. Existed throughout the law and exist after the law. And many times If we don't recognize that they've existed before the law, we may want to shred them with the law. And doing so, you just do yourself a disservice. An example of that, a lot of examples in the Bible. An example is this Sabbath. Sabbath existed before the law. God gave Sabbath to Adam. The law instituted it. When Jesus came... He didn't eradicate Sabbath. Sabbath is still a principle. It's a principle. It's a principle of rest. If you ignore the principle of Sabbath to rest your body, you are going to crash. It's not a prophecy. Everybody knows. What day is my Sabbath? Mondays. Everybody knows. On Mondays... I supper doesn't. In our time, you don't have to say it's a Saturday or it's a Friday or it's a no, 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 no. On my Mondays, I shut down. I hallow it unto God. I sit with God. I just bask with God. That is what I do. If you call me, I just look at the phone. Say God, please answer this, your child. <laughs> That's the secret. Find a time of rest, and and and, and you see. You can't ignore certain principles. They've existed before the law. Tithing is one of them. Existed before the law. God said to um, Adam and Eve, this don't touch. First fruit is one of them. God said to um, Abel, Cain, Cain, why are you angry? If you've done what is right, would I not have blessed you The principle of his presence is one of them. Some Christians think, oh, I'm a Christian. I don't don't need to pray. I just need to close my eyes and and things will happen. There's the principle of his presence. It's there from Genesis. God will come and and walk with Adam and Eve. And he's still here with us. Prayer is not legalistic. Prayer is a principle of... From of God as in fellowship with God is a principle you cannot shred it and I can go on and on and on but one other one you understand from the principle of the presence is the, is the, is the, is the, is the principle of sovereignty which means that you, while God can be God, God can choose to do anything he chooses to do and nobody can question him And which is what Jesus was saying. And if you look at Mark 2, 28, Mark two twenty eight, Jesus said, therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. You said in the Sabbath, you cannot do this. The Son of Man is what? Lord also of the Sabbath. Jesus is Lord. I don't know what represents a Sabbath situation in your life. Let me describe it. Where you have a need, the resources are available, Jesus is there, but the system is saying it is not yet your time. God is going to break that Sabbath in the mighty name of Jesus. This daughter of Abraham. Pivotal. Whose you are determines what happens to you in a lot of cases. If in all cases, whose you are, and Jesus was raising a strong case. This woman is a daughter of Abraham is a daughter of Abraham. Like, we are ambassadors for Christ. You know that? Scriptures, we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And there are certain things that doesn't happen to an ambassador. Number one, ambassadors don't pay bills. They don't pay light bills. They have free house, free ride, free chauffeur, free food. And Jesus says, Why are you worried about what you will eat and what you will drink? Don't you know you're an ambassador? Don't you know? Ambassadors, where they are, and at the embassy, like um, the Italian embassy in Nigeria, that piece of property, that once you enter that piece of property, is it Leo? It's not Nigeria anymore. Yes, that's how, that's diplomatic settings. That's how it is. If anything you do, you abide by the law of Italy. So it means your house. Your house. Demons cannot just be strolling in and strolling out. No, 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 no. Something is wrong with that. Something is wrong with that. A daughter of Abraham? Did you know that? If you slap a Nigerian, it's against the law. And the lawyers will say that that is assault. Am I correct? Battery. What's that? What is it? Assault of battery. Assault and battery. I say. Oh, my Sorry. Oh, my way is Leonard. Battery assault. That's if you. So if. 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 if um Okay. He's wearing glasses, so I won't punch him in the face. Charles, come. Okay. Um, So, who will be the ambassador? (laughs) (laughs) You should have respect for your elders. (laughs) Shaggy is the ambassador. (laughs) But, your citizens, you have rights. Don't move back now. If I slap this guy, assault, battery, you can sue me, right? If I slap this guy, they call it an international incident and it can be regarded, depending on the gravity, as an act of war. That's why God says, touch not my anointed. And do my prophets no harm. He that touches you touches the apple of my eyes. I regard it as an act of war, as an international incident. So you see that all the all the oppression is going to come to an end today. It's going to come to an end today. You can see it already, can't you? If you can see, it, shout hallelujah. Let's bow down our hearts as we bow down our heads. Let's hands, that's about our heads. You are going to deal with certain things today, and they will be dealt with. They will be thoroughly dealt with. But if you are here, you are not saved. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. Ah. You are not a child of Abraham. Oh, you used to be saved. You said, Pastor, I used to be a part of the covenant, but I backslid. I went back to the world. You want to come back to God? I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. Wherever you are seated. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. I want to come back to God. I want to be a part of this. Before we begin to pray, and set this. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly. I'll pray together. God bless you. I put up your hand. Put up your hand. Well, well, well. God bless you. Over there. The back, God bless you my sister, God bless you my brother, God bless you. Put it up, put it up, put it up. Keep the hands up. They're going to put a card in your hand. Keep the hands up, keep the hand. God bless you over there at that back, at that corner. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. That is me. That is me, Pastor. That is me. That is me. God bless you over here at the, at the front. God bless you. That is me. That is me. ula hasi hata kaeze pata laha dia da kaeze bukur ya da zete tehi taboko zanda yeke bukur hinde di boku azekitalo bazothana ba yete ki azabodaye monta ye kasariya ta yesekibando ka ye da bo ritaso kore manda ye kasiyanda ye zehiara boko sate mante yitarakola ta sianda ka ye de boko shana laha I need to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. Put up your hand now. Over your head. Quickly. I will pray together. I'm waiting for you, my brother. Come on. Put that hand up. Up, 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 up. I will pray together. Right now. Right now. Over your head. Over your head. That is me. That is me. That is me. That is me. For those whose hands are up, taking the card, you can put down the hand. And we're going to pray together now. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone who's, who has collected the card, who, whose hands are up. We, we, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you save them to the uttermost according to your word. Lord, all the privileges of being your ambassador, children of Abraham, let it be released into their lives in Jesus' name. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.